Welcome to the Mega Man's Podcast with your host, Stephen Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This is going to be episode 31. Right now, I have my girlfriend, Cynthia, a.k.a. Didi. What's, What's up? How you doing? I'm doing great. How was your day today? It was good. How was our day today? We had a long day, but it was good. We really? got some sleep, and we got some rest. We went to go out eat with the boys, and it was a really, really good day. We day relax. off for me. I got all my sleep back. I know, you, you know, you and I, we both work, so we got our sleep, which is good. And uh, early birds, early birds. Um, other than that, we had a very long, long, almost long night last night. I had to do some editing and we had MC Poncho on. Not bad. Which was really good. Super, super good. St- most coolest, most humblest guy I have ever I met. I love it. I love it. Down to earth. Was, I learned more about him. And hearing his story and everything, it was really touching. So I'm not going to talk about it and do a spoil, but you guys need to listen to this. And what you guys want to do is skip whatever you guys want to do. But <laughs> it's a really, really good episode. I get him. I really appreciate, like, I have respect for that. Really honest person. The same way I have, have respect for Tony A. They keep it really real. And they're really old school. So I have so much respect for those two men. Really awesome. Yeah, shout outs to Tony A and uh, uh, check out the uh, the episode I did with him. It's going to be episode uh, 28. Um, and also, uh, check out the episode I did with me and my girl on episode 29 where we look back on 2018. And also episode uh, 38 uh, with uh, Puppet Master. Um, other than that, um, you did your first podcast with Badass Chicas. Not bad. It was not bad. Well, you're my first one, but this was like my first one without like, it was really like, you know, microphone and Mm -hmm. everything. It was different, but actually I feel it's like they're my family. Yeah. Anna is uh, Chupitos, which is my little brother's girlfriend. And then Alex is Chupitos' best friend. And um, Anna's sister was there too. So we, it was normal for us. We always have girls talking. We like talking shit. They they know so much about me, about my relationships. And the episode was actually about, you know, relationships and girls talking, the stuff that we had gone through. We talked shit, but it was all good, you know? Not bad. Heartbreaks and everything. You were there. You Yeah. First time time hearing a podcast with all women. Yeah. It was very interesting. I was like, not bad. For you, it was something different. It was different. We were laughing. Me and Chepo were like laughing. It It was pretty good. Yeah, you know everything about me. I think I told you everything. Yeah, you did. And maybe you didn't. And it was something new, but you wouldn't be surprised. No, because it was. I like hearing stories of how back then, like how the relationships you were, and and what you what what you went what you went through, and reflecting and knowing, like, okay, I won't do this, I won't do that, but now it's it just, experiences. Well, it's not bad. It was a good episode, and that won't be out till what? Uh, February fourteenth. Uh, Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day? Yeah, so shout outs to uh, Badass Chica's podcast yeah. uh, with Anna, Chepo, and um, Alex. Alex, yeah, it's not bad. Chepo's the producer, he's the back. He's like, he's, like the, he's like the younger version of uh, Xavier. You know, shout outs to Xavier, uh, from the producer for the George Perez stories, and also to the Tinfoil, uh, Tinfoil Hats podcast. But uh, not bad, not bad. Um, I can't wait it to hear it. It was actually good. Yeah. So other than that, um, I want to do some shouts out. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Alex the Large and the High Riders, Nine O Nine Big Dog, Side Dick Eddie, uh, fucking Eddie. Uh, uh, he has two podcasts. He does one with George Perez called the George Perez Stories, and he also has one with Curious uh, Entertainment Curious Radios called the Scumbag Society. Lovely Latina zero zero seven, Johnny Fats eighty two. Matthew one two, Chinook and Frank, they have a podcast called No Father, No Problem. Check subscribe because that is a very very underrated. That's a sleeper, guys. That's a good podcast. Uh, uh, subscribe to Angels. He has a podcast called Let Me Know Pod. Not bad. That subscribe. He he focuses on a lot of the small businesses. Uh, a lot of the uh, the harbor area people, Wilmington, San Pedro, Torrance, and all the other places like Long Beach and all that. And also, I, I did an episode with uh, Angel. Also, uh, Chris G, uh, subscribe to his podcast. He has one called the Small Town Kelly Podcast. 
Straight out of Fowers and what's a four one one? He's doing a show at in the city of Fowers, California, up in Northern California. Uh, George Perez, <coughs> sorry, Xavier Sidegger, you're gonna be there on a uh, Saturday. Uh, check it. It's gonna be a pretty good show. I think I think maybe there's a couple tickets left. Uh, if you are in the Northern California and you want to check out that uh that comedy show, just uh, DM uh Chris G. He has a the, the podcast a Straight Out of Hours. Um, if you need info, just DM me and I'll link you up to uh him to see if, if there's any more tickets left. And also Tanya Estrada three three four. Um, hear that episode. Um, it's pretty good. But other than that, guys, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I did interviewing MC Poncho and listen and please subscribe and review. Please, I need that. Subscribe, rate and review. You know, um, just leave a comment on iTunes and uh, I, I I like to I like to listen to all that stuff. But like I said, like my girl says, subscribe, rate and review, guys. Um, other than that. Um, enjoy this episode. Thank you. I have a very, very special guest coming all the way from the harbor area of San Pedro. My man, my man, MC Pancho. What's up, man? Oh, man. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's an honor to be here. Oh, man. It's, I mean, I, to me, it's like it's an honor for you to do my podcast. It's like I am so, so happy and uh, I want to say thank you. No, thank, thank you for you so reaching much. out. I appreciate that. And, you know, doing your homework on me and, oh, yeah. you know, but that, yeah. that means a lot. Really, it does. Yeah. And we're doing it in my house, in the kitchen, you know, and everything, you know, but it's all good. That's real. Thank That's you. Real. Come, thank you. Come to the city of Long Beach and Eastside. I mean, I oh, really yeah. appreciate yeah. it. I got a lot of friends out there. How's your day? How's your day? How's your day at work? I worked. It was it was pretty busy, but not bad. The weather was nice. Uh -huh. you know, it's not raining, so that's good. Well, it's going to rain hard <laughs> yeah. this Saturday. Yeah, we got it coming. Yeah. 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 Man, just long day at work. I have to go to work tonight at 12, but it's all good. I just, I'm, I'm super excited because, I mean... I I just been like, oh my gosh, you know, people are like, is it true? You're really gonna have MC Punch on the podcast? I was like, yes, you know, and uh, I mean, I thank you for uh, you know reaching out, you know, and just I'm just trying to do whatever I can uh, to get the po podcast big, but also have people in the Harbor area and you know to be more relevant, you know, because people sometimes they forget about where they came from. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, um, tell me about you, uh, where you came from. Uh, San Pedro, born and raised. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, my father uh, was a longshoreman. Uh -huh. uh, my mother, my grandmother worked out of the canneries. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my mom went to Barton Hill and um, been in Pedro all my life. You know, uh -huh. right there on 3rd Street. Yeah. Still there. Still there? Still how, there. How was it, like, back in the day? Because my dad used to work in the shipyards over there, uh, building the battleships and everything back in the day in San Pedro's. Mm -hmm. So I remember when I'm, I'm from I'm from Wilmington. Uh -huh. So my mom, we used to go, like, pick up my dad, and we used to see the ships. I mean, they had a whole bunch of, like, Navy ships and everything, just, just fixing them and fixing them. And, and it was the place to be, you know, like, oh, wow, all these, like, Navy ships, you know, and there everything. Were, there was a lot of job opportunity. You know, you had the shipyards, you had Todd Shipyard, you had the Navy uh, shipyard. You had um, I forgot the other one. Um, there was another one at Terminal Island, and then of course you had the canneries. You know, everybody worked at the canneries, and then longshore. That was uh, the other thing, or the refineries. Uh -huh. So there was a lot of job opportunity. Now it's kind of slowed down. You know what I mean? You don't have those shipyards anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. noticed that. Isn't yeah. there like a like an Air Force base, like a little well, all the houses? Like you go Mac Mac You had Fort MacArthur. Yes. Yeah, you have Fort MacArthur there still. So that's that's military. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Wow. I was yeah. like, we always go there. I, I took her, we went to the Friendship Park way up in the hill. And uh -huh. You see like see the ocean, the view of Carolina. Oh, that's, that's a beautiful view, yeah. Very yes. beautiful. Yes. And, and I always go there. I take... I take her out, you know, we go to places, you know, I, I want to take her to this uh, sandwich place called Bee Sandwiches. Oh, Busy Bee. Busy Bee. <laughs> that's mandatory. That's mandatory. Mandatory? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it, how is it? Is it pretty yeah. good? I mean, that's one of our spots, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. Yeah. I know people that come all the way from San Fernando Valley, East LA, just really? to have a Busy Bee. Yeah. yeah. I've, been, I've been to the craft yeah. beer scene and uh, I've been taking her to this new brewery called Brewery West. Uh -huh. It's right there. I think it's on Gaffey, I think. Or no, it's like you went to the, the Arts of Crafts way over there. By the end, by, by the port is. Okay, yes, yes. That's all new, right? Yeah, yeah, everything. yeah. Because yeah. I heard they found out that they just tore down the port like Yeah, yes, yeah. That, I, I was, think the only thing that's standing right now is the fish market. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, it's man. like a ghost town down there. Yeah, and it's just yeah. I don't know what they're doing yeah. or just gonna redo. They're gonna redo it. They're gonna redo it. Make they're working on a big project. Big. They want to try to make it similar to the San Francisco uh, wharf right there. I've been seeing a lot of constructions in uh, San Pedro lately. A lot. Over yeah. There. It's yeah. just like everything's called, you know, and everything. Uh, a lot of uh, housing. Uh, they're doing like a lot of uh, condos and um, uh, what do they call them? Studios. Studios? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how was it um, in the 80s and 90s? Like. Oh, man. <laughs> that was a rough era. But, I mean, the 80s weren't as bad because, I mean, growing up, mm-hmm. um, you know, the most you got was, um, you know, Stereotype. I mean, the way I grew up, uh, yeah, you you didn't have drive-bys. That's for sure. That came a little bit later. The '90s were rough everywhere. So the '80s, you you know, you always had your rivals between Pedro and Wilmington, and uh, Wilmington would come by and probably just chase you, and that was it. (laughs) You know what I mean? It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. You know, I didn't I didn't see any. um, You know, it, it. it got bad in the 90s, the 90s, and that was everywhere. I mean, it, you could look up the statistics on Google, and it was everywhere, you mm-hmm. know. Now it's changed. You know, we, we go out a lot, me and my wife, and um, we enjoy ourselves. And I always say, uh, we couldn't do this back in the 90s, that's for sure. Yeah, I see. Uh, I, I, well, I, used to, I live in Wilmington since I was, like, 11. Then once my mom and dad, they split up. Um, I used to live on PCH and Blinn, like, mm-hmm. really on Ghost Town. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty bad back in those days. And I remember my mom used to be like, you don't cross this street on Blinn because it's really bad with the whole junctions at night, the curfew, and mm-hmm. the cops, and a lot of gangs. But, yeah, there were certain places I, we just couldn't go at night. We would just stay in our house all yeah. day. Yeah, It was bad. But, yeah. I mean... Everything calm. Luckily, everything calmed down, and now I can go back and you know. Yeah, luckily we we survived it because I mean I know a lot of innocent people that got caught up in, you know, crossfire that didn't you know weren't even involved in that type of lifestyle. It's yeah. I remember you were saying on the uh, shout outs to Felipe Esparza that you're talking about that you had a, an album of all your friends that. Yeah, car washes. I had an album of of just uh, flyers from car washes, and I mean it actually filled up. You know, and I look back at it and I'm like, wow, I mean, I could have easily been there if I wasn't working and, uh-huh. um, you know, been staying occupied. I mean, just out on the street, you know, but like I said, there was some that were just on their way to work, you know, going wrong place, wrong time. They didn't have it coming. Wow. Yeah, yeah man, that's that's crazy. Um, I noticed that um, you, um, I, did, I did my homework, you know me. Um, I know that you were very close to your mom. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yes. Your my dad. mom was. Well, my dad passed away when um, when I was nine of ALS, which is Lou Gehrig's disease, mm-hmm. and um, my brother passed away um, nine months before my father of a heroin overdose. Mm-hmm. So that left me and my mother um, pretty much just the two of us, and we really just. I think we wouldn't have had that closeness or that bond if if my brother or father were still alive. But all we had was one another. Yeah, and. Um, we became uh, more like um, a best friend relationship. That's how, like, with when my dad and my mom split, like, my dad did us wrong. And when it was just me and my mom, it was, we. I remember there was hard times. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom couldn't get no money or anything. We had to go to food banks, you know, and get food. And it was times, you know. Uh-huh. And, I re- and when you were talking about um, it was hard, you know, with... It was with your mom, and you know, it's like, hey, it's pretend we're going camping. It's like, that's the same thing my mom told me. So I yeah, it. she didn't make me make us feel that we were like poor, but she would uh, always uh, say like, um, when I'd ask her to make something, or why can't we eat what what these other kids were eating? She said, mm-hmm. oh, we don't like that. We don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> and stuff like that. Or she would say, let's just pretend. You know, you heard the story. Let's pretend that we're camping, and this is all we have to eat, <laughs> and we'll make the best of it. And it was fun. She made it made it into a fun thing. So you know, we made the best of it, and we you know we had our we made sure our canned goods like. We were out camping, <laughs> you know, when a, when a, when a distance. <laughs> I remember we had a, a whole bunch of uh, canned beans and a whole bunch of tortillas and cheese. That's yeah, it. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I hate having this for a whole month, but it's the only thing. When we had water, gallons of water. Well, we had an avocado tree, so that helped. Avocados? <laughs> yeah, that any, helped. Any chilies? Any, like, yeah. chilies, whatever? No, just mainly the avocados. But no were, soda, were, huh? Really, you know. Soda's bad for you. Yeah, we didn't do too much. Yeah, I think we... No. We, when we would order a pizza and we'd have a Dr. Pepper, that was a treat. <laughs> what, a treat? That was a treat. Wow. Yeah, that was a treat. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. 
it's just it just it brings back memories but now now these days kids i don't know man man and i appreciate you asking these questions because everybody sees me eating like top-notch restaurants and yeah i noticed you know, hundred dollar yeah. steak dinners yeah. and there's a reason why because i didn't have that growing up you know and yeah. and now i mean i work for it and that's what i like to do but yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong i you know i look forward to the McRib at, at mcdonald's i just had oh man <laughs> i had that and i was just eating that yeah. like every day yeah. i'm the same way as you i when i didn't have that much and now I was, I'm a single father. I have three kids. Mm-hmm. And I do whatever I can. But And when I take them out, like if I give them my last out, I don't care. But I do whatever I can to provide for my, my two boys mm-hmm. and, and my daughter. And I just like, I just take them out whenever I can. You know, like, it's kind of a little pizza here. Like, I take my girl and everyone out. Let's do this, do that. You hungry? Like, I always feel like I want to be well fed because, you know, but I feel like those days... Ugh, it was rough in those 80s right. and 90s. I yeah. get it. It's just now these the generation of new kids, I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like they don't know how how, how it is with us. Yeah. So how did you start, uh, you know, getting to the rap game? Um, music. Music has always been my love um, as a child. Um, I'm going to go a little further back. Uh, my mom had bought me a record player. It was a Mickey Mouse record player. It was like a little suitcase. And the arm of Mickey played the... The records that was the arm with the needle sat on uh-huh. so um she would buy me um you know different records little kid records back then and um i remember um in school we made a deal if i if i did good in school she would uh buy me a, a toy you know so it was like hey i'll you know take you out for a treat buy you a toy if you do good i don't have to go uh pick you up or have a conference with the teacher mm-hmm. so um instead of a toy i told her can you get me a record so she's like, you want a record? And, you know, this, I'm a seven, eight-year-old kid. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'd rather have a record. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what it what it turned into. So every Friday, we would go, because I'd do good just to get that record. Yeah. A 45. And we had a record store called Jesse's Records in uh, San Pedro. And uh, they, they'd give you a ticket. And um, with that ticket, they would um, punch it every time you buy a record. And once you bought 10, you know, you got a free one. Mm-hmm. So um, I was there. Like, I mean, I... I was a Kiss fan, uh, man, the Bee Gees, <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't tell you what, I mean, it was that 70s era, you know what I mean, so anything that was popping in the 70s, um, I, you know, I, I love music, period, all, from everything, from Santana, War, Malo, Al Chicano, you name it, you know, mm-hmm. and I just grew up, and plus, I inherited a lot of my mother's music, and uh, my brother's as well, his his album. Collection. Where were they listening to? Well, my mom was, uh, my mom was like a homegirl back in the day, so... She turned me on to, um, believe it or not, my mom was was into everything. Um, but one thing that she shocked me into, um, there was a folk singer called Jim Croce. Mm-hmm. Look him up. Jim Croce. <laughs> and yeah, she went out and bought his album. And it, I, she really liked his music. And uh, it was sad because like the following week he died in a plane crash. Oh, wow. You know, and it was weird that she actually went out to like, I got to get that album. But um, I mean, she... Turned me on to Jimmy Reed. Um, she listened to War, you know, uh, Malo, Al Chicano, you know, because that was my brother's era. Mm-hmm. And um, the 50s music, you know, a lot of that, that 50s, uh, old 50s sound. That, that was her era coming up. B.J. McNeely, um, Joe Houston. Um, she would tell me about dances that she used to go to back in the days at the, I believe, Almani. Mm-hmm. And um, the Long Beach, um, I think Veterans Stadium or Long Beach, uh, somewhere in Long Beach. Yeah, right Veterans Stadium, right there on Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah on Carson you Street. Know, back, back in her era, oh, you wow. know. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. That's just yeah. yeah. So how did uh, everything started? Were that one that the whole the whole thing with uh, in Japan? Well, we'll skip to okay uh, from 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 the kid where I was buying those little records. I remember. Um, yeah. yeah, I I. Um, when I turned 18, well, actually, when I turned 17, um, my mom bought me a DJ system. Yeah. So uh, I got the two turntables, two Technique 1200s, so the Newmark uh, 1700 mixer. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember she laid it away. Uh, we didn't have a car, so we went to downtown LA, mm-hmm. and she told the guy, I'll pay you a little extra if you could have it delivered. So he delivered and set it up and showed me more or less how to use it, and I caught on right away, and uh, I became a DJ. <laughs> so while I was waiting for a call so I could um, start work as a longshoreman, I started DJing, and um, that's where it, where it took off from there. Um, you know, I, I started off as a DJ, then 
Later on, I didn't want to DJ anymore, so I got a DJ to spin, and I realized that I wanted to be an MC. Mm -hmm. So um, I would talk on the mic, and you know, I became MC Poncho, and I would just um, get the crowd going at all the weddings, quinceaneras, and dances, dances that we would do. And then um, from there, I started doing these mixtapes called the Harbor Area Sounds, 1988. Mm -hmm. And they were dedicated to a little girl that was handicapped. So the first volume that I did, I dedicated to her. And the money that I made, I gave, um, you know, I was just selling them out of a duffel bag out of the trunk of the car. Yeah. And volume one went to her and her, her parents. And I, the money I made off of that, um, I told them, well, here, start a bank account for her. Well, that volume led to volume two, three, four, 30 volumes of mixtapes. Oh, wow. And they all had covers. They were all shrink-wrapped. Um, they were underground. Of course, I was making them out of the house. Mm -hmm. And then, um, uh, well, CDs came in. And I was like, what in the hell is a CD? I didn't know how to produce a CD, how to put a CD out. Because mind you, I was doing these, you know, the underground. Tape yeah. Did you, uh, at the time, like, you know, shout out to Tony A, the Wizard. Have you ever met him? I met Tony A not too long ago. Well, yeah, about maybe 15 years ago at a Longshore Christmas party. Okay. Um, but Tony A was doing his tapes at the Rhodium when I was doing mine. My outlet was the Triad Indoor in Carson. So that's where they were selling my, my cassettes out. And they were way different because I remember hearing Tony A's and he was using like a four track or a 16 track. And I was like, what the hell is that? How, do, how can I do that? Mine were blended. Mine were nonstop 90 minutes of either oldies funk uh, with an intro of me rapping in the beginning and an outro of me rapping mm -hmm. and um, just mixing music together. But not what he did. What he did was on another level. You know, I give him props on that. That's awesome. Did you ever like sell your stuff like in Long Beach or anything, or just only in Carson? Well, it was it was Harbor Area Sound, so it they, once word got out, it they just reached out everywhere. I mean, they they extended every uh, people were bootlegging them. I know Alpine Village bootlegged them. Alpine Village? <laughs> yeah, they had them at Alpine Village. Someone told me I bought your cassette Alpine Village. I go, I only have one guy that's taking a chance on me <laughs> at the Try It In, or that was Jerry's Music Box. I go, he's the only one. And then they showed it to me, and I'm like, no, that that's duplicated. The, even the cover, it's like on thin tissue paper. That's not, it's not an original, you know. Mine, I didn't make any money off of them because um, I was buying 90-minute cassettes, uh -huh. Max Al's. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, it cost uh, electricity. And then to um, have the covers printed, you know, the covers cost. Mm -hmm. They were very professional looking, you know, wow. for somebody that was just making them mm -hmm. um, out of a back room. That's That's... It's, it's, to me, it's fascinating because you're doing it out of your trunk and this, and this is like with no social media. Right. So oh, yeah. We didn't have no social media. It was there. word of mouth. I mean, you know, you didn't have no, what they call groupies or fans or whatever they, that term they use. I don't use those terms, but you know, what, what I was classified as is, you know, a Chicano rapper. And I could say I'm one of the first to come out, out, out of the harbor area for that. You know, from there on, you had like Spanish Fly and you had, um, what was it, uh, The Outlaws. Um, there was another out of Wilmington and you had another Brown Pride. But um, I started doing this in, like I said, 1988. You know, the birth of MC Poncho was 87, 88 in my senior year of high school. You know? Yeah, I was eight, so I was... Still living in Wilmington. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was still there. Still. And and Wilmington, you know, for me being from Pedro, um, my my biggest and, and the little girl, her family's from Wilmington. You know, from the east side that that I did that for. Uh -huh. You know, they grew up on uh, M and Watson. So um, you know, I I had a big big following and support from Wilmington and all sides. You know what I mean? And an another history um, on that. My father was the first to hold a peace treaty between Wilmington and Pedro back in the fifties at Banning Park. What is that so, history? What do you mean? Like? You know, between the two cities. Because we've always been rivals. Oh, wow. You know, Wilmington and San Pedro, you know, always. So my dad was the first in, in history to, to hold that peace treaty between the two cities. I see that a lot when um, when I when I go out to places. If I'm wearing an LB hat and I know the San Pedro's, they don't like LB or Wilmington <laughs> people. It's like, hey, take off that hat. You know, uh -huh. like, what, is, what are you doing in Long Beach? <laughs> like, if you go to the bars, dive bars in San uh -huh. Pedro, why uh -huh. is it? Is this just very territorial? It's always been, yeah, yeah. I mean, the same thing with me. Like, I won't, you know, as old as I'm, 48 years old, and I won't, you know, out of respect for Wilmington, I won't wear a P hat in Wilmington, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's a respect thing. Some of us carry that respect. Some, you know, don't, or some, you know, you you like you being questioned 
you know, yeah. uh, about it. But yeah, I won't. I won't wear a, a P hat in Wilmington out of respect for them because they they've shown me love. I've never you know played the Wilmington Pedro thing. Everybody knows where I'm from. That's no secret. But uh-huh. um, you know, when I did the Harbor Area Sounds, I represent the whole Harbor Area. That's every city that rep that's from Harbor Area from. Gardena, Long Beach, Pedro, we must, you name it, you know, Torrance. You know. Shout out to San Pedro, man, because <laughs> I mean, I for I like I just I like going to San Pedro a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, and uh, Wilmington. I just I did the, the Harbor area, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I always say, like I said to you again, I don't forget where I come from. I mean, even though um, I was born in Long Beach, live in Wilmington, then I used to live in Northern California, but Desto, Long Beach, and Wilmington will always be in my heart. Uh-huh, I feel cool. more. Wilmington more is like it's in my heart for uh-huh. real and and you know, some people feel like well I have no business going back to Wilmington visiting and they just mm-hmm. freak you know don't forget where you come from yeah because it's it's hard yeah. you know it's hard I I heard bad stuff about oh we live in Wilmington it's like hey I was baptized a holy family you were <laughs> yeah is that the one on Elstree yeah, 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 yes yeah that's, that's, that's where I was baptized. <laughs> <laughs> We always yeah, go there. Yeah. I was, uh, we were passing by on L Street, and they have the well, the liquor's not there, but they have the beautiful artwork. Uh-huh, the mirrors. Of, the mirrors of uh, the two guys uh, blinded with holding a knife. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's it's just beautiful. Uh-huh. And we, I'm, I'm going to take her to the Banny House, too. Oh, she hasn't okay. been to the Banny House. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, we might see Tony A. the Wizard over because he's mm-hmm. always walking and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know, uh, I just learned about it because I don't listen to uh, what you know read magazines back in the day but teen angels um teen angel magazine was um that was our social media yes that was um you know it was established in 1979 teen angel was um was an artist for lowrider magazine yes. so he had his little um section in there where he would do his artwork mm-hmm. and then later on he branched out and did his own thing called teen angel so um teen angel was something that I mean, it, it reached from Northern California to out of state to, you know, te- you name it. It reached, it reached. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a social media. So what you would do is you would send a picture in and um, a money order for, I think, like maybe four or five bucks, depending on how big you wanted it in there. And he would print it. And it was a cut and paste magazine. Of mm-hmm. course, they didn't have no uh, editing or you know, everything was cut and paste. That's exactly what he did. You know, so you get poems in there from people that wrote poetry. You would get prisoners that would send their pictures in for looking for pen pals. And, um, you know, everybody was in that magazine. A lot of artwork. Mm-hmm. So I first came out in Teen Angel, I think, when I was 13, 12 or 13. 13 years old? Yeah. Oh, I wow. sent, um, I saved my money. <laughs> and I told my mom to get me a money order. So I... I um, I sent a money order to Teen Angel himself, mm-hmm. the, the man that was running the magazine. Uh-huh. And um, I sent him, I remember, a Christmas card. I wrote my Christmas card. And I said, can you put my picture in? Here's my money order. So he hooked it up. He put me in there like with all these hardcore gangster dudes. And I got a smile from it. It was a school picture. It was mm-hmm. a school picture that I sent. And um, from there, uh, we developed a, a, a friendship. He would send me Christmas cards every year. And I would send him another picture. And you know, kept going. This magazine went on for many years. So when I turned 18 and I started doing my mixtapes, I sent him a set. I sent him a set of my whole cassettes and all that. And, you know, we, we stood in contact, although I never met him. Mm-hmm. It was all through mail. And I never talked on the phone. It was all through mail. So now skipping to a couple of years, and you asked me a question about Japan. It all ties in. Yeah. Because um, Teen Angel, I hadn't seen it in years. And I'm at a car show and I happened to see it. I'm like, oh, wow. Teen Angel's back. And I noticed it was different. And... But it was still around the same name, but you know, it was like more um, the clarity was, was you could tell it was more professionally done. Not saying that he didn't do a good job, I mean, that was our social media, and that is part of our history, period. Yeah, um, but now I could tell it was um, more modern, you could say. Mm-hmm. So, little did I know, I, I got the address, same address, wrote them, dropped them a line, and it was his son that was running it, the son had taken over. So um, we started talking, and I contributed some artwork because I have a very big uh, art collection from prison. I have a lot of friends that are incarcerated, and um, they would send me artwork. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm an, a, a collector and very appreciative of art. So um, I started sending them artwork, and the son was telling me that. He goes, you know, we're ready to go down. Like, we, we couldn't get any... Uh, 
poems like before we couldn't get you know um, like funding yeah well it was it wasn't even a funding magazine like it was like just whatever you send in and contributed that was it because no one now these days write letters yeah no 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 exactly so they weren't you know and then the prison systems were a lot different so guys couldn't really get their photos out to them and everything had changed you know people were taking time i guess to send a picture in and but but social media at that time still hadn't taken play you know that was still um our social media teenager during this time so um i started contributing artwork and i would say the last maybe 20 issues that they did was all mine from from the cover to the back cover of what i contributed you know so um the the guy had told me he goes well when we started talking first uh let me skip back i'll, I'll go back a little bit uh-huh. um he was like, hey, you're the guy that used to send my dad the cassettes? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And he goes, man, we were kids when we listened to your music. And then after, he goes, well, I, I remember your cassettes, you know. And he goes like, wow, you know. So now I'm helping them with the magazine. Yeah. You know, sending artwork, keeping the magazine alive, um, contributing. So um, this had to be, I want to say the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. The mid-90s. Uh, now we're going to, you know, mid-90s to up 2000. So 2006, I lose my mother, and um, it was hard. So my wife, uh, at that time, my girlfriend, tells me, um, why don't you do a mixtape? Because from 2006 to 2008, I went through a mourning period of just, you know, um, really walking around like a zombie, just getting to and from work. That was pretty much it. Yeah. You know, so 2008 comes. It's a 20-year anniversary of the Harbury Sounds, which were my mixtapes. So my wife talks me into doing a CD, which I did not want to do. And she's like, hey, why don't you do a CD of your 20-year anniversary mixtapes? I'm like, man, I haven't been in a studio, and I haven't been on a microphone. And, you know, you really want me to do this? Like, you know, well, I get, I got the whole picture later. She would, you know, talk me into doing it so I could stay busy. Mm-hmm. So I agreed. I contacted an individual from Torrance uh, by the name of Seven. He's a, a rap artist and a producer from Halified Records. Mm-hmm. So um, I had asked him, he was you know, a friend from way back, and um, I had asked him, um, hey, can you help me with this CD? You know, and he had a studio. And I, I knew he was busy because he was touring Japan back and forth. So um, I know that the when I was little, when the Lowrider books came out, I was like, what's going on in Japan? I see a lot of lowriders back. I I've never seen that. Yeah. They take it big over oh, there. Oh, they, well, they buy, they were buying everything that we had out here. And, you know, even the, the culture, they embrace our culture out there. Like, like it's, I mean, like you wouldn't believe, you know, they do their homework, really? <laughs> bottom line. Mm-hmm. And they, they buy all the top notch cars that we have that you think that they can't do anything else to. Oh, they do more to Is it. Is it still strong to this day? It's. Not like it was in the 90s, but it's still going. It's still going. My last trip uh, to Japan was probably about two years ago. Uh-huh. And it's still it's still strong, but not like it was. Um, They're huge over there, huh? You know, yeah. I, I, yeah, I was, that was part of the whole, um, I guess, healing process. You know, doing that CD, contacting um, Seven from Halified, and yeah. then Teen Angel. They, the three key players that played the biggest role... I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you and doing this podcast if it wasn't yeah. for for my wife convincing me to do that CD. Mm-hmm. Teen Angel Magazine, because they were the ones that did uh, design my CD, and they gave me my own personal issue. So um, in the history of Teen Angel, no one has their own. It's actually a book, and it's my whole story, and with all my artwork, and it was released with my CD. Mm-hmm. And of course, the third one was Seven from Halified for getting me in the studio and coaching me through how to... You know, actually uh, rap now with uh, in a studio. Because you can't, cause you can't find it. those now, those Teen Angel books now, huh? You can find them on eBay, but the prices are, are uh, like, yeah, in the thousands. I heard you have a whole collection of you them. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm missing a few, but yeah, I have, um, I, yeah, I have a pretty big collection. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's some rare ones that are, ex- real, I heard they're really pricey. Yeah, like, you can, like the first two and three, I probably, I've seen them for like a thousand, you know, on eBay thousand bucks yeah and then the one that i i released that they released with uh my personal one um god i think i only have three copies left and i seen that one going for a thousand on ebay oh my god and then i seen somebody else selling it for 50 i jumped on it <laughs> I, 50 bought, bucks? I bought it by, i go man they don't know what they have <laughs> yeah Dang, yeah dude, like teenage yeah. just it's good to have yeah. like additions you know yeah. with like the the new generation kids they're not gonna be like oh what's this it's yeah. like the social media back then yeah and it's just it's 
this the whole game the whole world's changing so quickly and I'm still like trying to get adjusted to the new society but I'm still more old school. Uh-huh. Well, know? so am I. You know, like when you told me about this podcast, this is only my second podcast. You know, the first one I did was with Felipe Esparza, uh-huh. and you're you're the second one here. So I know that's the end thing now. And yeah, you know, I wasn't hip to anchor and all these other things that you know the are, podcast. You know, it's just, it's 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 still in the baby stages, but it's blowing up. Yeah, you know because I have I have people who listen who do overnight, like mm-hmm. you know, like you you work at Sherman or people who do overnight in grocery and this, and they're just listening to earphones, listen to podcasts uh-huh. instead of music. So uh-huh. people want to know and people want real talk and be more honest, and uh-huh. and that's what I did because, I mean, because of uh, Felipe Esparza, Martin, and George Perez and those guys. Those guys inspired me to start my own podcast, uh-huh. and now when you putting my I'm putting the podcast out, then my fans are gonna know you and they're gonna follow you and and what you and what you put on your social media, and that's the thing um I want to talk about before um quickly with certain things, um with the social media it's just it's changing so much because it it's it's good and bad. It's a yeah. lot of negativity. I would say it can make you or break you. Yeah. <laughs> it's one or the other. How do you deal you with know? it? Because I, I go through that stuff sometimes with a lot of haters and this. And I was like, you know, like I have my girlfriend right here and she's like, man, just fucking ignore it. Uh-huh. And it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to ignore. I'm, I'm not going to lie. You know, I've fallen into it a few times. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the whole purpose of um, Instagram for me was just photo sharing, really. Just taking pictures and thinking I'm, my, I'm a photographer now that I could, you know, filter it and do that. Mm-hmm. I never dreamed that, that I would... Um, have a, a following um, from, I mean, every country you can imagine, mm-hmm. you know, and listening to my stories and stuff. And then you, you get the negativity, you get the ones that that jump on there and don't have a clue, that don't know me. Like, I, I always said, if I had skeletons in the closet, yeah. if, I, if I did dirt to people in the past, I sure wouldn't be out there. You yeah. know what I mean? I would be, I wouldn't tag where I'm going to be my next move. I tag where I'm at every, you know, or I, I announced it ahead of time. You know, and we've had people come up and introduce themselves and, you know, be like, oh, how did you know? Well, you said you were going to be here. <laughs> They'll show up at a restaurant, you know. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it, it could be dangerous in a way. But if I was that bad person that did a lot of uh, bad stuff in the past, I sure wouldn't be doing that. That's yeah. for sure. And I don't think I'd be on social media for, for one, yeah. you know. But, yeah, I mean, I do get a lot of, um, I hate to, I, I hate to use haters as a term. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to use haters as a term, you know, because I go, man, you know, I, I never did, I don't even know this individual, you know, and, but the majority of the ones that I get on there are people that just, I don't know, they, there's a diagnosis for it that somebody told me this, like a sickness, like people just, uh, misery enjoys company and they just want to bring other people down with them. Yeah, you know? that's, a, um... No one's perfect. I mean, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. We all skeletons, you know. But you know, we we get older and we learn and forget. And but if those people are still holding you down. It's like you're just you're just one dimensional. It's just like I have other things to do. I have other. I'm yeah. busy with my work, my kids, my podcast. I, I don't care. Well, I, I learned the power of the block button. <laughs> the block button. You know, yeah, I learned the power. It's it's a powerful thing to just hit block. You know what I mean? Because. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I could patent and make a block button, I'd be blocking individuals like at work yeah, everywhere. But those people still make those <laughs> fake Instagram you accounts. Know. Yeah, I mean, and it, it just goes to show you that they're going the distance to, wow, they're making another one just for, you know, just to see That's me. It's a waste and, of time. You know, it's, it's a waste like... of their time, really. I mean, because it's so easy to hit block. And people would tell me, and I'd be like, really? Like, can I really see myself doing that? Like, I'm going to block you. But I but I do, and I'm vicious with it. I just, I like So if you don't think the way I think, or you say something that's wrong, or that's not my vocabulary you're getting blocked <laughs> right away i i look at your instagram because the, the places that you go to go eat it's i'm always hungry and she's like don't go my girl's like don't go like i'm hungry uh-huh. i always you're just everywhere like partying dancing <laughs> eating food just living life dude that's, yeah life's too short you gotta enjoy it you know and that's what we work for so you know what i mean it's um i mean me and my wife both work we're both union members i'm local 13 she's 63 and um that's what we do, you know. I mean, as long as we got the bills paid, um, the next thing is, you know, hey, what are we doing this week? Is it hard working at Long Sherman? Like, is this? It's hard, huh? It's it's hard changed. to get in. It's hard to it's, get it's in. Hard to get in. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's changed a lot, though. I mean, I was the youngest one down there for two years. I came in in 1988 as a child of deceased, mm-hmm. so that means that um, my father was one, and um, he passed away when I was nine. So when I turned 18, I automatically qualified as uh, to be one, you know, as long as my mother didn't remarry, which yeah. she didn't. 
So that's how I got in. Uh huh. So you know, it wasn't um, like really who you know as far as my my term. I mean, yes, my grandfather was one. I'm a third generation, mm-hmm. but um, no, that's how I came in. I came in because I was so supportive of the family, and that's the truth. You know, I they've spoken about me at union meetings because I'm one of the few that actually. You know, the whole purpose of this Child of the Seas is for is to support your family. And that's what I did right at 18. Yeah, well, I'm just glad that you got to It's hard to get those kind of jobs long short yeah. because that's pays the yeah, way. You know, the and highest blue collar uh, paying job, you know. Because sometimes fortunate. I think I have a friend that works there, but I think he works like maybe once a month, two times a month. It just mm-hmm. varies. Because uh-huh. I remember, at the, I don't know, it was last year. I saw a lot, a lot of ships and there were like something that was on hold over there. Oh, uh, well, there was a, there was that, oh man, it wasn't last year, it was years ago when they locked us out uh-huh. and all the ships were just, uh, anchored in the middle of the, you know, wherever they could put them, you know, cause, um, we weren't on strike. It was during a negotiating of our, our contract and we ended up getting locked out by the, by the companies. They locked the gates on us. So that was the time that everybody, as far as Mississippi knew what a longshoreman was because it was during the time of the PlayStation 2s. And a lot of people didn't get them, you know, during the holidays. People didn't get uh, Circuit City, Mervins. A lot of these places went out of business because they didn't get what they were supposed to get. They were stuck in those containers. And they were coming all the way from, like, China and you stuff. You know, yeah. Yeah, everything's pretty much overseas. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I'm, like, I'm so fascinated with, like, the artwork you have. But with the artwork... I saw with your face. Is that like is that like a is like a sign or a symbol? Like- it's all Aztec. What I, what I have on me is the war paint that that I wear. The Mexica of uh, Guatemo, which is the Eagle Warrior, and Huesaco, mm-hmm. you know, the serpent. So um, I'm I'm heavy into my Aztec culture, and that's pretty much what I have. My Aztec given name is Guatemo, which is the Eagle Warrior. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that what you see is all Aztec. How did me. you get with the with the into that? How did you get into that? I, I, the very first time I, I, um, I seen a dance, they were doing a, a ceremony at Overa Street at the Placita. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. Okay. I just felt it. And the dancers were Xochipilli, Xochipilli Danza Azteca. And um, I just felt it. I felt it in my heart. And um, I approached them and um, we talked briefly and that was it. And then I think 10 years later, I was, um, my 30th birthday, I had a birthday party and I was looking for those particular ones, those that I know I would find them. Somebody turned me on to them and uh, they ended up uh, doing a ceremony for my, uh, for my birthday. And then from there on, I would just get them for, for every party I'd have. It was like a blessing. They would come and, you know, do the sage and do the whole ceremony and ask the the gods if we could do what we're going to do. And um, they're, they're the ones like I've, those are the only ones I've, I've dealt with is Xochipilli. So if you're hearing this, shout out. Mm-hmm. You just feel it like a feeling inside yeah. your heart. It's, feels, it's, it's in you. Is it yeah. more like more peacefully or yeah, very, just feel? very, wow. very? Yeah, I see that a lot, and um, like to me, I'm trying to get back to the culture because, like, I know I'm Mexican, but uh, with my mom and my dad, they're more like whitewashed Mexicans, so they never taught me how to speak Spanish, mm-hmm. never taught me about my heritage and where I come from and I'm learning that stuff now uh-huh. so now I'm getting to the the culture of of my life and how where I was from and everything and even uh, with my girl and stuff I want to know the heritage of everything uh-huh. you know and stuff like that I really want to get into that stuff I mean that's the one that could go on and on and on like you know some identify with Mayan you know what I mean some identify with Aztec Zapoteca there's so many different Oaxacan you know, it, it goes on and on. And then um, the language, of course, you know, it's a debate that will never end. You got some that, you know, we're not we're not to speak Spanish. We should have been speaking Nahuatl, which is our indigenous language mm. and stuff. I had an individual that um, made a comment on social media mm-hmm. and he said um, something about, look at this guy. He, he thinks he's um, uh, knows our culture. But he doesn't. He has all this Aztec stuff, which I do. You know, you see my backyard; it's all mirrored out. Oh yeah. And um, he made a comment. And he goes, "He doesn't even speak our native language, which is Spanish." <laughs> so that that all oh, that's where I was able to hit because Spanish is not our native language. It goes back to the Spaniards. Like I said, it 
it could go on and on and on. And, yeah, yeah. and it's a never-ending debate. And, you know, two things I never really get into is politics and religion. Because they never end. Me too, end. yeah. That you know, never I never end. speak those yeah, two. Yeah, me too. But, but that was a hit right there. And so I was like, wait, you're saying that because I don't speak... Because I don't speak Spanish either. I don't speak it broken. You know, I speak Spanglish, you know. I don't speak it correctly. You know, my, my roots are Chihuahua and Juarez. That's where my grandmother came from. And my grandfather. But uh, my mom was born and raised here. My dad fought, you know... He fought for this country. My dad, I don't know if you know the story on him, but he yeah. took um, four bullets, you know, in Korea. So he was awarded the highest in combat, which is a silver star. Silver star and two purple hearts. Um, there, there was a big write-up on him. They wanted me to donate the, the silver star to the Korean bell. I think you told me you had gone up there, Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. They still, yeah. yeah. They have houses. I don't know if those are like little for apartments. I don't know the oh. houses or, yeah, they, they, I still always see, uh, they do a lot of uh, military stuff there. Right. So. So they wanted me to donate it and different units wanted me, you know, because the Silver Star is heavy, you know, for the army and, and to, to earn that. And, you know, in Korea, that, that was, that, that was, was rough. Yeah, that was rough. That was so, tough. yeah. So, you know, we're from here, you know, and um, my Spanish isn't that good. I, That's I, took, okay. I took Spanish to learn me either. from I'm, my mother. I'm I mean, my, this year. Know, my grandmother, excuse I'm me, my this grandmother. Year. I, got back, I, I, got a, I got a D in it or a C in yeah, it. I got backup right here. Just teach me all the stuff. The basics, okay. so I get it. Um, so it never ends. That I, that one will never end. Yeah, that, everyone that calls me. Everyone calls me a coconut, yeah, no, like brown on the outside, or, white in the or, middle. Or I'm a pocho, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I know. Um, on your videos, I see a lot of the butterflies, mm -hmm. the, and it's, I know the meaning of because it reminds you of your mother. Well, it, it's not so much a, a reminder of my mother. It represents my mother. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Um, when when my mother. Um, passed away um she passed away at, at long beach memorial and um, um it's a long story but i'll, I'll just yeah, I'll, yeah i'll break it down break it down um about two weeks later um uh, i get a letter from the from the hospital and they want me to um to come to this um barbecue that they're having for mm -hmm. uh people that are grieving and lost a loved one so i could share my experience with other people that are going through the same thing so i get this letter and i tear it up and i'm like i don't need it you know and i i toss it mm -hmm. That same day, um, I'm cleaning out the garage, and this butterfly, a monarch, flies to me, and it lands on me. So the monarch landed on me, and then it flew to our clothesline. We, my mom was old school. She would wash and hang her clothes. Mm -hmm. So it flew on the line, and it just stared. We had a stare down. And I looked at it, and I just said to myself, I go, Mom, if that's you, I think I'll be okay. Just stick around a little bit. So then the butterfly flew, and that was it. Same day, my wife comes home from work. And she tells me, she goes, man, I had the weirdest um, experience today. I go, what do you mean? She goes, yeah, I was on my lunch break smoking my cigarette. And this butterfly was flying around me. And I go, okay. And I hadn't told her my story. And then I go, what kind of butterfly? And then she goes, it was one of those black and uh, I think they're called a monarch. And I'm like, okay, and what happened? And she goes, it landed on my pack of cigarettes. Mm -hmm. And then I go, really? And she goes, and I don't know. I just started thinking of your mom and I started crying. So I said, all right. So I didn't tell the story. So now, two days later, I get another letter from Long Beach Memorial. And I'm looking at it, same thing. Come to our, our um, barbecue uh, so you could talk with other family members who are going through what you're going through. Like, I don't need this. So I toss it. So that one, I knew I threw, threw the first one and I knew I tossed this one. Mm -hmm. Day three comes, I get another letter. So now I'm thinking that my wife is either wants me to go or she's taping it up and finding this letter. I mean, it was it was intact. It wasn't taped or anything because the first one I ripped up yeah. and the other one I crumpled up. So I'm reading it and finally I'm, I'm arguing with her and I go, it's the same damn letter. They want me to go over to this, this barbecue they're having and I have no intentions of going. But when I looked on the bottom, what I kept missing on the first two was it said an experience our butterfly release ceremony. So now I'm like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. We have to go. So I ended up going to the to their thing, and um, that's where I learned about the butterflies. And the lady that put this whole thing on had told me that, you know, many different religious backgrounds and beliefs and natives and Hindus all believe in um, the butterflies, that they come back and visit you in, in a spiritual form of, of, you know, when you lost a loved one. So um, that that 
turned me on to that, which I didn't know because I'm not a guy that <laughs> played with butterflies and I have a butterfly tattooed on me. That's a whole other story, you know. Yeah. So that's that's where it um that was the first um visit that we had in uh two thousand six. So I wasn't able to video that, you know, or anything or, you know, until recently we started having more and more visits with mm -hmm. them. And I'm sure you've seen those ones that yeah. I've, I've posted on social media. There's one I'm trying to find. On, there was, you found like an orb? Oh, I'm always finding those. I, I um, Different places that we go to, that we eat, there's always orbs around me. So, um, and I even talk, you, you'll see me like, I say, hey, come on out, you guys are welcome to eat with us. And then they all just start coming. <laughs> so, yeah, I have a, I have that on video. And, you know, I could tell the story over and over to you or wow. to an, any listener out there. And they're not going to believe it until they see the video. Then it's like, okay, he's not high and he's not crazy. I mean, yeah, I'm sure I'm a little crazy, but <laughs> no, that, that, um, that's all on video. And that's all on my social media. That's all posted on there. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just... So, yeah, I became the spiritual gangster, right? Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just... But that's... Yeah. I became uh, a believer, bottom line, of oh, a lot yeah. of things. And I'm the type that, in order to get me to believe something, you have to show me, you know? So, I didn't expect anybody else to believe the, the stories, because I, I could tell stories all day, but, I mean, I have video footage, and then what I do now on social media is I tell my stories with the, the photos that I have. Mm -hmm. And most of the photos I have are people that have passed on. So it keeps their memory alive and their spirit alive. I know? see a lot of the, 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 the back in the day pictures. You post yeah. a lot of pictures. Like if, I see a lot with your mom. Mm -hmm. I see a lot with your dad a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, the changes. He was military. He, mm -hmm. he used to be a boxer. Yeah, right? he was a professional boxer. Yeah, yeah I see yeah. all that stuff and all mm -hmm. the old school pictures. And I saw a picture with you at Easy e Oh, yeah. A lot of people trip out because that, that one's actually in a couple of, um, I guess it's in a book that somebody wrote. Uh -huh. um, that, that picture went viral. A lot of people didn't know it was me because I was younger then. But, um, yeah, he was he was a friend of mine. There was also a picture you have. Uh, I used to, I used to, back in the day, I used to have a question. I used to have Lowrider Magazine. There was like a model girl. Oh, Dazza. Dazza. Yeah, she's a good friend. Yeah. She's a good friend. Yeah, yeah. I used to like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I used to like when yeah. my mom used to, when he used to live up north and they had the Lowrider Magazine, she would always be like, I don't know how many times she was on, but I know her. It's like, oh. Yeah, she was that one. You know what model. I mean? So, you know, back then, our, our, our there wasn't too many of us in that business. You'd go to the car show and you'd support one another. You know, I was out there uh, slanging my cassettes, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, you, you had very few that, that weren't signed um, legitimately, like Kid Frost. You know, he, of course, oh, had yeah. a record deal. Mm -hmm. You know, I was underground. So you had, but we all supported one another. And Dazzle was one of them that you, you supported. And she was a very, very dear friend. You know, we were real close. That's awesome. Because yeah. I know uh, when the lower scene was really heavy over there at the Coliseum. And yeah, the Coliseum, it, yeah. It was this, it was like off the walls, like woodier, like... You know, uh -huh. Light Shade of Brow was popping up. Uh -huh. It was just uh, JV. Uh, there was also like a lot of Odie's. Uh, there was also the singer you um, I heard, you know, what was uh, Rocky? Rocky Padilla. Rocky oh, Padilla. he sang at my wedding. Yeah. Yeah, I see. <laughs> yeah, that. see, he's another one. That's why I said it was a very small, you know, you, like you said, Light Shade of Brown was coming up. You had you had Frost, you had Malaman Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You had Dazza. You know, there was very few proper dose, you know. Proper was, dose? You know, yeah, Frank Remember Reed. Remember proper dose? Yeah, Frank Reed's a good friend of mine. We did a CD together, actually. Stevie B? Yeah, yeah, Stevie B is another yeah. one. The, the freestyle, that, yeah. That eight, that 90s, like that whole, with the lowrider, you got the, the house, you got the house parties, like mm -hmm. you know, the deep house, like everything. it was just all like, bam, mm -hmm. with the lowrider, low all, all the music here in the background, and like with the books, it's like, the mini trucks, <laughs> yeah, everything mini just went trucks, together. Mini trucks, riders, yeah, yeah, yeah it all Man, went together. Those, yeah. were the, those were the good old days. Yeah. Um, oh, I know um, we were talking earlier that um, there was a we're talk about you had some stuff going on in San Diego with some artwork, art was like an art show, artwork or anything. No, you were talking about um, Chicago Park is a big thing that I do. Shout out to everybody in San Diego, man. They they show us love when we go out there, and we we do it yearly. You know, we go to a spot called Salud and Lucha Libre. Those are two restaurants, so Trujillo's. I know all the eating spots in San Diego. Yeah. So um, there was a photographer that that took some pictures after one of the Chicano Park days, mm -hmm. and he did these life size um, photos of each individual, and he did them all around Logan, you know, Vario Logan, that that area right there. And I was fortunate to be one of them there. And everybody's like, hey, you know, your picture's there. And they take pictures with it and stuff. And I'm like, 
it's still there? And I was like, yeah. So, you know, the, the photographer made that happen. Um, you know, I, I'm i sure I, I heard he took it uh, from state to state. It was also in New York. And there's a title for that. It's something neighbors or friends or neighbors or something. Like that. There's, um, you know, I might be wrong, but I know there's something similar to that, the, the title of that art art show or photography uh, exhibit. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I noticed that you're getting into the whole acting now. I know I did. The, oh, you did? The, I did the, the act. I took acting classes. Um, I was a Mayan on uh, Sons of Anarchy season four. I did Dexter, CSI, NCIS, Southland, and the movie that went to big screen called Chavez Cage of Glory. Um, of course, you start off as a, as a background and then an extra. Then you get a feature and then you get that speaking role. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to, you know, start from the bottom, and and I did all that in two thousand nine to about two thousand eleven, uh-huh. and then um, then I got into like the MC, um, you know, well MC Poncho was always you know my my handle, so it was like, hey, can you do a show like MC a show? I'm like, yeah, just give me a microphone, I could talk and talk. So um, I I host now. They they categorize it as a host. I call it an MC, but the majority is hosted by. So I've done. Orange County Funk Fest, two years in a row, that's big. Um, I did the Colorado uh, Tattoo Expo, and I've done the Taurus Empire, which is the big show, the super show that comes back to L.A. That that I do, and then um, I'll be touring Dallas with them on that one as well. So I, I host now an MC. But the acting, I mean, um, it's always there, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, that's a, a, it's a passion. I, I would like to get back into that. You know, and be like an extra over at the, the new show, The Mayans on FX. <laughs> There's a story behind that. <laughs> really? I did, I did get a call. Emilio did call me on that. Really? But oh, yeah. Shout <laughs> to Emilio. Yeah. Come on. He did call me. You know, it, it's a long story. I'll tell you about that uh, off this. So we can do it, do it again because everybody's been, how can we not on the Mayans? You have to be on, on it. How can we not on the Mayans? How can, and I'm like, uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> but no, there was a call. There was a call. Oh, that'd be yeah. awesome. That'd be awesome if... Yeah. Uh, you could be on that yeah. show, man. Come on, let's do yeah. something, Emilio. Come on. That's awesome. Uh, now, with everything, like, you know, with the 80s and 90s, with the, the rap game, how do you see the new generation of the rap game now? It's changed a lot. I don't understand a lot of the the words. Uh, it's different. Mumbles, the mumbles. It's the mumbles, you know. But, I mean, I guess you can't expect it to always be the same. You know what I mean? It's It's... That's what it's changed to, and I'm not gonna knock it. And and there's some I'll listen to, but I'm I'm that old school West Coast sound, you know. When it comes, I mean, I'm I'm always gonna you know back up Chicano rap because I'm in that category, you know. Um, I that's what we got labeled as, you know. And some try. Why to, is that? I feel like people look down on that Chicano rap, like it's not, you know, because I know you know Tony A was talking about that. And it was like they look down on that, you know. Some don't want to be labeled as that. Um, we embraced it. Uh, the CD that I did with Frank Reed is called Chicano Rap Made Me Do It. <laughs> You know, uh-huh. so we we flipped it, and we were like, okay, yeah, I'm a Chicano rapper, and you know, uh, but he get radio play. You know what I mean? We did it. Um, I always in the beginning, I was like, why are we labeled as Chicano rappers? Like they don't call a black rapper African American or uh, or white Anglo Anglo rapper. You know, I, I never understood that. You know, but I I had no problem with it. I had no problem, and I embraced that that you know. I am Chicano and I did rap, so I'm a Chicano rapper. Then okay. I always feel um, like that, like with with us, you know, we buy all the, like the hip hop rap music, like N.W.A. and everything. Mm-hmm. But when Chicano rap doesn't, they just look down on us. I guess they they looked at it in a way because a lot of us rapped about, which I did. I was one of them. We rapped about what we saw growing up, so it was hood, and um, then you have other ones that rapped about making money and balling and. Doing other stuff, so there's there's different, but they're still in that category as a Chicano rapper. I mean, this this the debate. I noticed the younger ones are rebelling against that. They don't want to be be you know they don't want that handle on them. I, and I understand that you know because they feel that they could be just as any other rapper on the radio and getting radio play and all that. Our era, you know, 1988 on, we all pretty much rapped about. The same thing, the neighborhood. <laughs> I was one of them. I'm not going to lie. I was, that's all I knew. So, you know, it's changed. But, I mean, like I said, I still support it. Don't get me wrong. I support it. And I, I support the, the West Coast hip-hop, you know, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, the new style has changed a lot. It it has. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, uh, Tony A, the Wizard, was very vocal. It's like he wants to hurry up with this new generation music and get get back to how it, how it <laughs> bring was. back the old. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of it comes back. You know what I mean? It 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 it. Things do come back, you know. Bell bottoms came back, you know. So yeah. you know, maybe you never know. You never know, you know. I don't know why. Vinyl see... came back. Vinyl oh, made a big yeah. comeback. Oh yeah, she's a she's you a know. big vinyl. Um, like I'm trying oh, to I get have, to. I have all my vinyl, and and shout out to Orange County because they spin a lot of vinyl out there, and you know we're into the funk music, so we follow the funk, and Orange County is known for that funk, you know. Oh, so, the hardcore. You know, yeah, hardcore. I thought I knew. I thought I knew funk until I went to OC, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was at the Honda Center. I think it was. Uh, uh, Curious Radio. Oh, okay. uh, Inter- Curious Entertainment. Curious Entertainment, yeah. Yeah, I know George Perez was hosting. I know you were telling me you were hosting it. Then I did the years before that. Yeah, yeah. then George Perez. Yeah. When I saw the videos, like, oh, we got to go to one of these. Yeah. Old school yeah. music. Just yeah. it's awesome. Um, lastly, uh, do you have anything going on down the road or anything? Any plugs you want to I do? just, no, I play it, uh, you know, week by week, <laughs> whatever my wife books for me. Uh-huh. I mean, like, I, I know I have... Um, in March, I'll be in Dallas for okay. that for the Torres Empire. That that I'm looking forward to, with uh, Mike Jones and I forgot who else. Mike Jones. <laughs> Mike Jones. <laughs> yeah, Mike Jones. Mike uh, Jones. Yeah, says, Paul Wall? yeah. I don't know who else he he pulled. I know he, he pulled um, quite a few on that one. Um, Sam Torres is the gentleman that's responsible for bringing the Super Show back to LA. So he brought it back to LA at the um, what is it the Convention Center. And, um, you know, the Alley Convention Center, and I, I've hosted it. I've been his guest along with Danny Trejo, Emilio, uh, from when he first started. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I became his host. So I hosted it the last two years. And then he asked me to come out to Dallas to, the, you know, he's taking it like, like Lowrider used to. Remember, like on tour, they would do different states. They do Miami, Chicago, like that. So, you know, if anybody could do it, this is the gentleman right here, and I'm I'm glad to be out there with him and Mike Jones. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> I gotta get a cowboy hat. <laughs> and also, lastly, I had I forgot to mention because I I I love Blood and Blood Out, and I know that you have a friend that you work for, Long German, and with me, and Felipe, we all watch. I mean, we have I watch it four times a year, but you have one of your good friends. Spider. Yeah, Ray, Ray Oreo, Spider. Uh, he's a he's a fellow longshoreman and a fellow Pedro boy. Um, you know, our families go way back together, and um, you know, he's um, I've I've learned a lot from him as far as the Hollywood scene and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, we we never plugged when I was doing my acting thing because he had already stepped out, and uh, we just never met. You know, he's a couple years older than me, but but he's somebody that I um, I followed, I looked up to, and. You know what I mean? Still, and uh, we finally plugged in, became real good friends, and it, it just happened to work at the same terminal together. And you, you might see some posts every now and then of me and him. Uh, I think we wished everybody a happy Valentine's Day last year. We did a video. Yeah, I saw yeah, it. I was, I was that like, is that Spider? <laughs> yeah, that was Spider. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, he's, I mean, that, that, all those actors who came up in that movie were... They're all big and yeah. and him and uh, I just that would be awesome. Yeah. I want one day I want to try to get Popeye on. Yeah, Popeye was an interesting guy because Curious brought him back. Curious Entertainment. So we had uh, we had uh, Spider, we had Popeye, and then Crusito, the three of them, and he had them um, doing um, uh, like a meet and greet, and I was the host of it. Uh, it was a, called a Feed Me Sunday, and that that's what um, one of the events that Curious does out there in Orange County. Wow. You know? That's oh, yeah. awesome. Well, I just want to say thank you so much. No, thank for... you. Thank you. I wish you the best on your podcast. Thank and, you so much. You know, and just everybody out there, it's all about positivity and believing in something. I'm not going to tell you what to believe in. And, mm-hmm. you know, to you youngsters out there, um, you know, the game banging and all that, It's there's no future in it. There's no 401k. There's no retirement. You know what I mean? And bottom line, I mean, you, you end up going to prison. We all stick together. You know, so it, it, think twice, you know what I mean, before you, um, it, it's not worth it, you know what I mean, there's more to life, enjoy it, enjoy it to the fullest, you know, so if, if I could reach one person with this message, uh, uh, you know, one by save a life, you know, then, um, hey, you know, let's do it. Yeah, my version is stay in school, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> that that too. I mean, hey, I graduated. You know, yes, what I mean, I got yes. my diploma. I graduated. Yes. I made a promise, and I graduated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for thank you, MC Poncho, for no, this. Thank you. It's really appreciated. Um, I'm gonna do whatever I can to push this uh, episode out. Um, I'm probably gonna put it out uh, maybe hopefully tomorrow. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, where do you want everyone to reach reach you at on your? Instagram? I'm I'm old school. I only I only know how to work Instagram and Facebook. So my Instagram is MC Poncho with the two, and it, it shows Frankie, and it has me and the two granddaughters, which are my wife's granddaughters, but mm-hmm. they're mine. I'm their papa. And then uh, my Facebook is um, Frank Ariza, A-R-A-I-Z-A, mm-hmm. or MC. Or you could Google MC Poncho, which I don't have a Google account. <laughs> I don't have a YouTube. But everybody's like, hey, you know, you could Google your date. I'm like, yeah, I never thought I'd be able to say that. Yeah, yeah. We see on <laughs> Google know. and then on YouTube because it's MC Poncho and all these. And, those, and, and honestly, none of those are put up by me because I don't even have a YouTube uh, account. Really? Yeah, none of those. Everything you see on YouTube and everything you see on Google, I, I don't, honestly, I don't know how it ended up on there, but it's on there. Dang, that's well. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Megaman six nine eight zero. You can find the Mega Man podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Castbox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Podbean, Mrs. Long, all everything, Ready Republic, Anchor, and Stitchers. Uh, I'm trying to get uh, SoundCloud, but I'm mean, I'm in the works on that, and I'm also making new uh, pages. For the uh, for the Facebook, uh, Snapchat, and Instagram, pretty soon. Uh, stickers, uh, which we call shirts, hats, are gonna come soon. And yeah, that's about it. Thank you, MC Poncho. And, and one more thing to everybody out there: um, support this man here, you know, because he he holds down a regular job and he's taking the time to research individuals. Me being one of them. And and sitting down here to do this interview, you know what I mean? To to give you people out there something to listen to, you know, and, and this is real. So support, you know, anybody that's in the podcast that's taking the time to do that, but mainly you because, I mean, I'm sitting here with yeah. you mm-hmm. and, and I'm really uh, touched and honored that you took the time to, to look into me and reach out to me, you know. Yeah, I mean, so, you know. I'm, I just, I'm doing the best I can. I'm just going to, I'm very humble. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't get very big headed or anything. I like to take one episode at a time mm-hmm. and. And I'm just, I'm learning as I'm going. That's cool. We learn something new every day. Everything. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. So, uh, Mega Man and MC Poncho's going to be out late.